dear goodness. Hello, my friends. What's happening? How are you? Welcome to the year 2022. I'm laughing at myself because I'm using this uh, track thing, and I always feel a little bit dumber when I use it because <laughs> there's always something that I mess up. I was recording a couple of minutes ago. That was like six or eight minutes, really giving you some good stuff. You sh I wish you were there. It was wonderful. Um, and <laughs> then I started hearing like a weird click and like static. So I changed out the cable only to have nothing come. Anyways, you don't care. We're here. It's a great day. I'm laughing at myself and what occasionally appears to be complete uh, inadequacy when it comes to technology in some cases. So the fact that you're even hearing this, it's a modern day miracle. Um, welcome to Sneaky Emu, by the way, <laughs> a place where we want to discover the beauty of the world and the wonder of God that is ever before us that sometimes we fail to see and occasionally overlook. If you're new to the casting of this pod, the and you want to know maybe the reason for the name and what the general purpose of this podcast is, you can go all the way back to the very first episode, and we talk about why it's called the Sneaky Emu. It's not a concept, what well, is a concept, but it was a thing that happened. So you can get that story there. It's a, it's a fun story. It's a good story, I suppose. So today, I don't know what episode we're on. I'm starting new. It's been about a, a month or so since we've last convened in these hollowed locations that you find yourself uh, on this fine day. Where's my coffee? There it is. And a lot has happened, been busy, uh, good things, all good things, all good things. So today, um, whatever episode this is and whatever we're going to call this, I want to talk about something, an experience, a, a person I met, an experience I had that I thought was really quite, prof is it profound? Was it profound? Maybe it was profound that I want to share with you. So over Christmas break, I guess, my family and I, my wife and kids, we went to Fort Myers to see my wife's side of the family. My brother also lives in Fort Myers. And for the past several months now, he's been telling me about a neighbor friend of his, a guy named Tony. And I'm sure, oh, mom, thanks for listening. I almost forgot. That would have been a tragedy, a travesty, a travesty. So he's been telling me about this guy named Tony. And I had a particular image of Tony in my mind. And before we came home from Christmas break, we went to visit my brother, who then introduced me to Tony, however you picture him. So what I knew about Tony going into this point, to, to, before I actually met him, was that uh, he's a, um, a, a mature gentleman, a, a sli slightly mature-er gentleman, that he lives next door to my brother, that he is some sort of artist, and he is some a bit of what you might call a philosopher-type person, that he is, um, I don't know if he's, I don't think he's religious, but there's definitely some spiritual aspects of, to who he is and what's going on in his philosophizing. Apparently he had, this is all stuff before I get to meet him, 
has some sort of uh, history of uh, like grandfathers and great grandfathers that were, I can't even remember what they were, but were of some significance um, like in, in the realm of philosophy and spirituality. Okay. That's all I know. A very vague description of this neighbor, Tony. So we go to see my brother. My brother's like, Hey, you gotta come meet Tony. You gotta come meet Tony. I've heard him talk about it. Let's go. Okay. So we walked to his house next door and you know, not a, not a big house, just a kind of an average, you know, maybe two bed, one bath, um, like older Florida house. We go in, we barge in the doors open. When we get there, my brother just yells for him. Tony, where are you at? Tony steps out, uh, out of the kitchen area and me, my brother, my three kids, and eventually my wife ambushed the poor guy in his own house. <laughs> and uh, Caleb starts making a joke. Hey, Tony, this is my brother. Yo, hey, this is Tony. And so when we walk in, the first thing that I notice is that it's it's a very, in my opinion, a very tidy house. Like it's very clean. It's very almost minimalist. It's painted what seems like, as far as I can remember, is predominantly like it's white like the walls are painted white and then he it's it's like an art gallery it's like very clean very minimalist like an art gallery he's got his a lot of his art hanging on the walls in the various rooms he's got like the the whole living room area the main room area is is uh, is it's pretty much open there's like one chair when i look uh, at his kitchen area the kitchen um counters are are clean they're bare he's got like one pot one cup sitting there next to the sink and then he's got a wall where he's got his canvases stacked off of that and it's just a very very minimalist very tidy very clean art museum that is his house it's wonderful i, I loved it i actually walked out of there going i want my house to be like this <laughs> the problem is i have kids and they have too much stuff and I don't know if they're ready to get rid of it yet. I could surprise them. That'd be a rough day for them, wouldn't it? Welcome home, kids. All but two of your toys are gone. Anyways, so uh, I get to meet Tony. And, and Tony is uh, he's, he's a, a taller, thinner gentleman. Um, I don't know quite how old he is, but he's got um, long kind of grayish hair uh, that he, I believe, had in a ponytail. He's probably, I mean, he's at least, I, I think, close to six feet tall. When I meet him, he's wearing a, a plain, like, V-neck gray T-shirt. And he's got some sort of, uh, like, skinny, uh, long, short cargo pant type things. Like, but, like, like stylish. Not like uh, most guys that you see, bro dudes that you see wearing, or back in the day, giant oversized cargo, like, Nice. I don't know if nice, but you know, it's just very simple, very clean, whatever. And to top it off, one of my favorite parts is that he had a scarf on. So Tony is is has a Greek heritage and Greek background, um, and so he's he's very, uh, I guess you know, it's like you're very European from an American perspective. It's it, it stands out from you know just a normal person you meet uh, you know at a gas station or something. So we're talking with Tony, just kind of chit-chatting, and then one of the very first things that he does, and this was so great, this is what actually made 
it just made my whole day. And I, I've been thinking about it since, you know, the last week of December is that he, he's, uh, he, he, we're talking and he, he very like coolly grabs a pack of cigarettes and then almost like I, I, you know, I picture it like, you know, like the French people where it's very, it's, it's not just lighting a cigarette. It's like, um, it's like a, not a production. That's a strong word, but it's, uh, it's an event. It's a happening. And so he very coolly gets his cigarettes and then puts one to his mouth and then lights the cigarette with his lighter. And then, you know, takes a, takes a very elegant drag on the cigarette. And of course he may disagree with this whole thing, but this is the way it replays in my mind, this very elegant drag on the cigarette and like kind of pauses to ponder and you, and you're kind of waiting on the next words to, to flow out of his mouth. And so he takes this long drag of the cigarette, blows a little bit of it into the sky and, and then says, <laughs> yeah, this is like minutes after meeting him. And he says, you know, <clears throat> there's two things in life that one must have. And I, I believe I'm paraphrasing. It might not, this is, might not be a direct quote, but this is, what stuck stuck in my mind you know there's two things that one must have or everyone must have in their lives he says uh takes another puff he says there must be pain and there must be imagination for this is what causes us to grow now <laughs> okay like what but awesome but thank you but that's incredible. And I remember just going, wow, wow. He just got real deep, real fast. <laughs> like, it, it was, it was, it was amazing. There's two things that everyone must have in this life, pain and imagination. We need these things so that we can grow. I was like, wow, that's, that's some good stuff right there. That's some, that's some philosophizing. That's <laughs> that's 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 deep stuff. So I, I've been thinking about that the past couple of weeks, you know, especially as we enter into the new year and and thinking about things like um, talking on the podcast or things I'm trying to work on in my life. Like that, man. That's that. I, th I think that's the more I've thought about it, the more that that statement has begun to ring true. And even the past. Uh, couple of days I've had a few uh, meetings with some folks just about random kind of stuff but there's been it, it's come to come up in these other discussions where I've happened to mention some of the difficulties that I've went through in the past couple of years of my life and my job and all this stuff and I was saying to a guy just the other day like you know if it wasn't for those things I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't be where I am uh, in 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 the way that I think and view the world. I wouldn't be where I am with how I think about God and understand the Bible and and what all the difficulty of that pain that I was going through forced me to learn and to rethink and to uh, re-examine my previous held beliefs and ideas. And so, although that pain was really quite difficult. It, in the end, it has led me to a better place, I believe. And so it's one of those things where 
the, the pain in our lives is like a bittersweet thing because obviously it's, 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 it's no fun. It's, it can, I mean, it could suck. Let's be honest. Like we don't want to go through difficulties. We, and, and in fact, we, we set up our lives in a way that we often try, like the goal of life is to avoid pain. We, we don't want to go through troubles. We don't want to have bouts of breaking down. We don't want to experience a hardship. We don't, right? We, most people's pursuit of life is to eliminate the pain, the hurt, the suffering, and to coast, to, to live on easy street. But that's not really, one, how life works. And that's not, two, how you grow as a human being. Do you know what I'm saying? Think about what kind of difficulties you may have been through in your life. Even, even if you take the past year, it's a new year, so let's sort through what was last year. What did you face? What kind of difficulty? Was it a job change? Was it a loss of someone you love? Maybe somebody passed away? Maybe you've been wrestling with some particular thoughts or ideas. Um, maybe, maybe you've had to rethink some long-held beliefs. Maybe you've Maybe there's been some tension in some relationship with friends based on a myriad of issues that are happening in our culture and in our country. Maybe it has something to do with masks or vaccines. Maybe it has something to do with politics and presidents. Maybe it has, there, there's a lot of people, uh, there, this, the, the past year, couple of years, has kind of put everything into a blender, <laughs> like everything that, uh, you thought was so dependable or these relationships or these ideas about how everything works has all kind of been, has all kind of been, uh, mixed up. It's been, it's been tossed into the air and it's like, we're still sorting through what's, what's next. So if you find yourself in a place of wrestling, dealing with some difficulty, struggle, a broken relationship, yeah, that, that stinks. And, and you don't, you don't want to wish that on anybody, but if there's a, a silver lining, the silver lining is that usually most of the time that place of pain actually can become a place of, of, of growth. That can become a place of, of moving forward. Uh, it was, what was it? I think I've talked about this before, but there's a, there's a comedian named Neil Brennan. He did a stand up thing called uh three mics which is it's so it's one of my favorites actually and and how he does it but he tells a story in there a really heavy story about him and his dad it doesn't sound like a comedy skit because it's not really it wasn't just comedy it was it was more of a i don't even know what you call it it's beyond a, a comedy routine uh and just material it's he would go through it's called three mics and he has three microphones set up on a stage and each mic represented a different way of communicating so one was like one-liner jokes one was stand-up comedy and one was uh emotional stuff and so throughout the course of the thing he bounces back he bounces in between these different ways of communicating and in the emotional stuff he's he gets into some pretty heavy stuff dealing with depression uh issues with his dad uh, and how his dad was was not a, a good dude and how at one point his dad is, I don't want to ruin the whole thing, but um, his, his dad passes away from, I think, cancer or something. And in the middle of talking about this, this really heavy moment, he says, he goes, but there is a silver lining. He says, 
if if you uh, if you squint really hard, there's a silver lining or something. He says it that way, but then he says, "And I chose to squint." I think we did a whole podcast on that, and and to me, that's like the most a, a very profound way to speak about looking into the difficulty and then trying to see the growth and the good that would come out of it. And so as he goes through the situation, he chooses to squint to see the silver lining. And although as his story goes, he doesn't get the thing that he initially wanted from his father, but he ended up getting something better that was like kind of hidden in the pain that he went through. So all that to say, one, you should check out that <laughs> you should check out that show. And two, when you come to a place or if you're in the middle of something currently or from last year that has been quite difficult for you, like you only you can decide if you will choose to squint to see the silver lining and what you will usually find and what my, my, uh, my new, my new, uh, uh, idol here. I don't know if I can call him idol. That sounds like a too much of a word, but what my buddy, what my brother's buddy points out is, yeah, this, we, we need this pain to help us grow, to help us move forward. So the stuff that you've been facing dealing with the past year, two years, like that's the thing that's going to help you take the next step forward. Yeah. Even though it might not seem like it some days, even though you might just rather give in, even though you might just rather throw your hands up in the air and wave them all around like you just don't care. That's the thing that's going to help you move forward. So then he says, right, two things that, that we need in our lives, pain and imagination. This is what helps us move forward. So the pain that we go through, the difficulty actually helps us take the next step into the, the thing that we're going to become. I mean, that's really, that's like, if you look at life in general, uh, if you look at, like, that's what a, the butterfly does. I don't know how much pain a butterfly experience by becoming a chrysalis, but the butterfly, right, goes into the cocoon, the chrysalis, and then transforms into something, something greater, something that can flit and fly and pollinate flowers, something that's beautiful, right? The the, the word in in the scripture is the word uh, meta metanoeo, metanoia, something like that, which has to do with transformation, which is kind of where we get the term metamorphosis, which is what we talk about when a butterfly goes through a transition or when something changes, the pain is the, the catalyst for the, for the change that's coming. So if you found yourself in a bit of pain, uh, hang in there and maybe switch your thinking from, I just want it to stop to here's an opportunity for me to transform into the beautiful butterfly that I was meant to be. You, my friends, you are a beautiful, butterfly. Look at you go. Maybe you're not going yet, but you will be soon. So the other thing he says is imagination, pain and imagination. This is what helps us to grow. This is what moves us forward. I was just talking with, uh, with my buddy Joseph and he was saying that, oh, I, I didn't even know how we came about it. We were talking about how sometimes I was talking about how sometimes I feel really dumb. <laughs> like in the greater scope of the world, and what humans have accomplished throughout history, I, I, I feel kind of dumb sometimes. I think it, oh, it started with the idea that I had heard somebody say recently that the amount of computer processing, like the computers that were used 
on the first shuttle launch, the thing that sent men, the, the technology behind the things that sent men to the moon, that the amount of computing um, power uh, the, that, that they had for all of that was like a mere fraction of what we now have on our cell phones. Right? Like they're using, they're using, like, a, it just seems so very like rudimentary that they're using. I just picture like a giant. If you grew up like me in the uh, in the eighties, and you and you remember having like a a giant uh, computer desktop computer with a, <laughs> I, I picture what it was at the old uh, Commodore. My friends had a Commodore. You know, and we played um, Oregon Trail on it. One of those, basically one of those, sent a man to the moon. Like, that's so scary. That's so sketchy. And we were just talking about how, how people even came up with that. Uh, and then we started talking about, like, gravity. How did, you know, people for thousands of years have been watching things fall. <laughs> Coconuts, apples, people. Things fall to the ground, and 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 nobody really, and as far as we know, nobody really said, "Huh." And I wonder what's behind that. And then Isaac Newton comes along, and somehow has this has the imagination to go, uh, "Let's figure this out." And then not only has the imagination to do it, but has the the wherewithal, the smarts enough to to put some sort of math equation some sort of formula with numbers to create and determine how gravity works right things have been falling for thousands of years and it's not until like the 1600s that he comes along and says yeah yeah yeah, we can map that we <laughs> we can track that we can tell you why and and actually if you look at at the science of that uh, as as joseph was just telling me he's like from our perspective, things are falling, but from a scientific, mathematical, equational, like sort of perspective, uh, they're not. It's it's not that something is falling. It's that the I think it was what do you say the gravitational mass of something is actually attracting it to itself. So when when my pencil falls off the table, my pencil is not falling. My pencil is being drawn into the gravitational force of the earth <laughs> like how do you how do you figure that out these are the moments where i feel very small and inadequate <laughs> in my mental capabilities <laughs> like people figured this out uh and so we were just having this whole conversation about how how smart uh humanity some of humanity is now i'm sure you have days where you look at the people around you and you don't have that feeling <laughs> where you look at how some people behave and act and think and you go, man, they're dumb. <laughs> I think my wife probably <laughs> said about me, um, probably on a weekly basis, if not daily. But I just think it's, it's wild that somebody had the imagination to do that. So because uh, Sir Isaac Newton had the wherewithal to imagine that this was even a thing to be able to calculate or figure out or take into consideration. The idea of the, the, the effects and the formulation of gravity now has led to all kinds of other things, like, for example, sending people to the moon.
the calculations that they have to do concerning the rates of gravity and the spinning of the earth and like where the moon is located. Like it's fascinating. But if it wasn't for his imagination in, in figuring that out, it, it wouldn't have led to all the things that have come out of that. It wouldn't have led to the progress that has come uh, in, in culture and civilization in everything we've been able to understand about how the universe works. If he didn't have the imagination to begin that process. So the pain, the imagination moves us forward. Imagination is really important because it allows you to dream. It allows you to dream up what's possible. Uh, my daughter was telling me a story uh, last night, I think it was. I was asking them about school, and they have, um, they, they call them specials. In my day, we called them like electives. And so the specials are things like they have a tech day, they have an art day, they have a music day, they have a PE day, whatever. And so uh, yesterday it was, it was a bit cold and a bit rainy. And so they didn't, she had PE, but they didn't get to go outside to do PE because of the weather, which, you know, in Florida, <laughs> normally we don't deal with a lot of cold. We don't have snow days. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we, we may have hurricane days. We may have some rain delays, but normally not much gets canceled in light of that kind of thing. So they had a situation where they had to take the kids that were doing PE and figure out something to do with them. And this, the, the school that they're at doesn't have a gym. It has a, like a cafetorium. <laughs> is that what they, is that what they call it? Where it's not a full gymnasium. It's a multifunctional room, the multi multi-purpose functional space in the building. So, um, they, they weren't really doing like, Hey, we're all just going to go to the gym and, you know, play kickball or basketball or something. So I said, well, what, <laughs> I said, so what did you guys do? She goes, oh my gosh, it was so dumb. And this is my 10 year old telling me this. And she started to tell me a story about what they did. And, uh, as far as I understand it, it's really funny and really wild. And there may be bits that, uh, that she left out. I don't know, but she said they took, they took her PE class into the music class and and they gave them paper instruments and had them pretend to play <laughs> along with the kids who were in music class using the actual instruments. And I was like, what? Wait, what? They gave you paper instruments? Like they just had a, a stack of cutout shapes of instruments that you could pretend to play on? She's like, yeah. And then they had like rubber bands, like there was like a cutout of a ukulele that had like some rubber bands on it. And so we pretend to strum and put our fingers. <laughs> I was like, what? what the heck is happening? And so we were both just kind of laughing at if, if, if you hear somebody tell that story, how absurd or ridiculous that sounds. So you've got half, you've got two classes, two, it's like 40 kids. There's like 20 kids in a class. You got 40 kids. Half of them are playing actual instruments. The other half are doing what? They're standing around holding different shapes of paper, pretending to make music. <laughs> like what the, what, what is that? That's like the most wild thing. Like it's so silly. Uh, and so I was like, well, was it fun? <laughs> she was like, no, it was terrible. <laughs> now my other, my son Elias, he would have, he would have had a blast doing that because he everything's he has the most wonderful imagination. So, anyways, there are two things we must have in this life: 
pain and imagination. This is what moves us forward. You know, uh, the scripture talks about uh, Jesus himself says, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have pain. You're going to have difficulty. There's going to be hardship. Uh, you know, from, from a, from a, like, a, a strictly Christian perspective in that, in, in light of the passage of Jesus, right? Like the idea then is, okay, well, we know this is tough, but you know, we trust that there's something bigger happening. Okay, great. That's fine. But I think, um, sometimes the downside to that way of thinking is that when things uh, maybe don't change as quickly as we want, it's easy to get frustrated and then to kind of upend maybe some some people's faith. Maybe you've been through this. Maybe you know somebody who's been through this who went through some sort of difficulty and maybe they prayed and they prayed and they prayed and nothing happened and God didn't show up in the way that they were looking. And and so then why believe in God or why, why believe in something greater than the self? I, I get that. I understand how that could be frustrating. But I think if you if you separate that a little bit and just understand that this is it, Jesus is affirming that we will have difficulties. Uh, but either way, it's not the end of who you are. I think the hope that we have is uh, maybe like like one day this will all be cleared up and taken care of. But I think the hope that we have in the present is one that I think God is going to be with us through that. And I think two, what's the, what's the other passage about uh, all things work together for the good of those who believe? I think that if you maintain the idea that God is with you and what you're going through, then I, I definitely think it allows for you to take the, the difficulty that you're going through, to trust that God is walking with you through it as you're going through it, and to understand that on the other side of that thing, there will be this metamorphosis. There will be this transformation. There will be this change. There will be this thing that helps you to develop into a more complete, a, a, a better version of yourself. And I think there's merit to that. Because then it allows me to look at the difficulty that I'm going through and that even if I don't understand it, and even if I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, and even if, if I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing the silver lining, to have a bit of um, <clears throat> a bit of a sense of, I don't know if it's calm, I don't know if it's peace necessarily, but to just know that it's not futile. And I think knowing that something isn't futile uh, does provide a sense of support for what you're going through. Again, even if you can't see it. Uh, so I think that's important for us to keep in mind as we begin a new year, right? The things that you've gone through have made you who you are. The things that you will go through will continue to help your development. But along with that, to maintain a sense of imagination, to maintain a sense of dreaming and what's possible, because these are things that will help you move forward. Uh, and, and really... I think sometimes when it comes to to the idea of imagination, um, it it it's hard to think of something that you haven't thought of. <laughs> Do you know? It's hard to think of. I, I come across this in church sometimes. Um, we we were just talk, having a meeting about the like the church calendar and the events that we have, and I was looking at him going, "Yeah, those it's fine. Those are good. There's some good things there, but also like, can we come up with something new?" Can we come up with something that we don't know currently what it is? What does that look like? Do you have any ideas? No, I don't have any ideas. I don't have any ideas. How do you come up with something that you haven't ever heard of or thought of? 
so much of what a lot of people do are just taking what somebody else has done and then like redoing it. So to have the imagination to dream beyond the self, to allow what you haven't thought of to become some sort of reality in some sort of way, it's that, that, that can be a really, that's a really powerful force to move you forward. Like imagining, imagining things. Imagine if you could do this. Imagine if you could do that. What would it look like? How are you feeling about like your job? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Do you wish you could do something different? Okay. How about some imagination? What, what could, what else could you do? What could you do in the role that you're at that would help to inspire and create a new passion within yourself? Imagination. Think beyond the current situation. Think beyond what's happening directly in front of you. What is possible? What, what's possible? Right? Like, this is what will help move you forward. The pain and the imagination. This is what we need to move us forward. Now, I, don't, I didn't say it maybe as cool as Tony said it. And I'm not smoking a cigarette in my office. But man, that was some good stuff. These are the things. These are the things that everyone needs. So as we move into this new year, the year 2022, right? Maybe we recognize the pain we've been through and acknowledge that that's what's made us who we are. And maybe we begin to dream a little bit more. What's possible? What do you want to do? Uh, I've started. I've started getting back on. You know, I've talked about doing some writing and stuff. I, I've I've finished up my my uh, kids. I started working. I was working on a ki- a book for my kids, a kids book that maybe I'll do something with. But kind of finished that up. The, I've, I think I've, I'm pretty sure I've talked about it. The Azalias Wondershire, where it's the story of our backyard that we've named Azalias Wondershire, and it's the story of my three kids and their personalities who very much mirror or mimic like the Trinity is found in, in, in the Bible, uh, the characters of the Trinity. And I've made that into a children's story. That's quite magical and whimsical, but it's the story of creation as well. And I'm asking my sister to um, illustrate it, which I'm really excited about because she's really clever and really creative and really gifted in those things. And so like, what if I did that? And what if I, what if I actually was able to publish that somehow? And what if, what if I took that and what if I expanded that into like a couple, like a series and I could do two or three of those that that's going to move me forward in order to do that. I have to, I have to start adjusting some of my, uh, uh, adjusting some of my priorities in my life. So what I've started to do is I've been getting back to getting up early and taking you know, an hour or so before the kids get up, I get my coffee, I sit down at the computer, I, I keep writing. Um, it means I'm going to have to put these things in place so that this idea can have, have some sort of uh, framework that I can begin to work towards, that I can put um, th- these habits uh, in place to accomplish the thing that I want to do. And this, this imagining the possibility of creating this series leads me to adjusting the, the current way that I've been living, helps me to move forward. You know, I, I have the other uh, two books that, that I've been, that, that I've written, but haven't done anything with. 
I finally, because of imagining if I could get these books out there, like, um, then I, I started, what did I, I got Grammarly, shout out to Grammarly, which is pretty awesome, by the way. Um, if you want to sponsor the podcast, Grammarly, if you're listening, how many times do I have to say Grammarly before it triggers something somewhere and I get an email from them that says, sure, we'd love to sponsor you, Seth. You sound like a great dude. Imagination. <laughs> Imagination. It's moving me forward. You see, there are two things you need in this life. Two things that everyone needs in this life. Puffing on my cigarette. Pain and imagination. This is what will move you forward. So, my hope and my prayer for you as we step baldly into the year 2022. Is it weird? I, do, I don't want to pray for pain for you. I don't want to hope that for you. <laughs> Maybe what I want to hope for is that whatever you're going through currently or when you come across something that's difficult and frustrating and painful, that you're able to see that this is what will bring transformation and change to you. Uh, my hope for you in the year 2022 is that you will get caught up in some imagining, that you will allow your imagination to run wild, that you will allow your imagination to go beyond what you currently think about things, that you will dream big, that you will create something, that you will explore ideas, that you will be creative in how you think and how you live and how you view the world, and that ultimately it will lead you to a better place in your life, that it will open some doors for some new opportunities, that it will bring you to a place of more, uh, it will bring you to a place of being more filled, more full within the self. Yeah, that's good stuff. So I want to give a big shout out to Mr. Tony. I don't even know his last name, but thank you for that. That was incredible. I've, I've been, I, I've been wrestling, not wrestling, pondering, mulling that idea, that thought around for a couple of weeks now. And I just keep thinking, man, that was a good bit. That was a good bit of advice. That was good insight. That was, that was the kind of like elder wisdom that I think we need more of. So thank you to Tony. Keep my brother out of trouble if he ever hears this. I kind of hope he does. I kind of hope he doesn't. <laughs> kind of hope he doesn't. Because uh, it's taking me close to 40 minutes to articulate an idea that he said in like two in a sentence. <laughs> All right, my friends. This has been the Sneaky Emu episode, whatever, titled, whatever. Mom, thanks for listening. <clears throat> I hope that 2022 will be full of imagination and will be full of growth and forward progress for you, for your life. That it will be something wonderful and beautiful. <sighs> yeah. All right. I'm sending you all the love, sending you all the peace, the grace, sending you all the creativity. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. We're here to unlearn the teachings of the church and the state. We're here to drink beer. We're here to kill war.